Hello. Hello. I'm Justin. I'm Allison. And this is Robots on Typewriters, episode number 25. 25. Quarter of a century. Because each episode, there's a year between each episode, right? That would make for a much easier recording schedule. It really would. we would probably still just do it about three days before we were going to post. And we'd probably only do it for about one year, so... (laughs) I mean, our website registration only lasts like three years, (laughs) so. Well, we don't do that. We record every week to someone's relief. I don't know. Um, Unfortunately. (laughs) um, For the listener and creator alike. There is just, there's very loud lawnmower noises. So if it's being picked up by this mic, I apologize. But if it's not, I'll cut this out. So yeah, we are Robots on Typewriters. We're a podcast where we um, we talk about computers and AI being used to generate funny or interesting, entertaining stuff, or computers and AI generating that stuff themselves. With the help of humans, there is always, always humans there, so- somewhat, somewhat. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so we are going to kick it off this week with throwing over the zesty hat to Justin over there. And I've got a big, very zesty, very exciting sequel hat, where I guess right. it's a hat that is a part of a series. <laughs> right. That is Proc Jam 2018. Yay! Yeah, we incorrectly uh, called the Summer Jam just old, plain old Proc Jam. When we did that in the summer, we did not know that uh, it was kind of a mini jam for the in preparation for the big jam so yeah proc jam wrapped up last week we did not talk about it last week because uh the magic of recording schedules (laughs) means it wasn't over last we spoke but yeah now proc jam has finished up but yeah proc jam is uh a big i'll just read their website Mm -hmm. rather than just Mm -hmm. making shit up off the top of my head proc jam is a fun friendly community of people who like getting computers to make things things like art games toys tools Music, stories, poetry, mistakes, language, maps, patterns, recipes, and more. So yeah, Proc Jam this year was a big call to make computers, make stuff like that. And quite a lot of stuff was made. You can go to procjam.com or itchy.io slash jam slash procjam and see the many entries. On the itch.io, there's 148 entries and there's probably... Many more that uh, don't really fit well on Nichio. And I'm going to take you through a few of these. So last time we did a, when we did Summer Jam, I made the mistake of uh, reviewing some digital jam creations here. Mm. I mean, some, did I say digital? They're all digital. Some visual things like art, which doesn't really fit on something like this. So this time, I made the wise decision to pick some word-related things Ah. that I can read out on the podcast. Nice. So, yeah, uh, I'll start us off with Game Quirks. Game Quirks is made by a creator called Neon. You can find it at itchy.io slash game hyphen quirks. And it's basically a little procedural generator that just describes a video game that doesn't exist. Oh, so I'll sense. I'll generate some games and you tell me whether you would play this game. Maybe we'll work on what a title for the game could be. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. First person platformer with a fluid level, a dynamic antagonist, 
and magical camera animations. <laughs> magical camera animation. I like a dynamic antagonist. Antagonist, yeah, that sounds good An to antagonist me. that like throughout the game is like adjusting to you and like ah. maybe they antagonize you dynamically too. Maybe they're like, you're like, maybe you're not so bad. And then they're like, oh, but I am. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it sounds good to me. A first person platformer would be a little <laughs> disorienting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> didn't really think about that. Yeah, I didn't either. But and also, why does a platformer need an antagonist? I don't mm. know. It's I would play it. <laughs> Sounds weird. All right. Next up is an isometric shooter with a static soundscape, a changing art style, and a simple story. That sounds... <laughs> isometric is like The Sims, where it's like okay. a, a, you're looking into like the corner of a box, oh, I guess. Okay. Okay, wait. Can you read that one all again? There's a lot going on there. An isometric shooter <laughs> with a static soundscape, a changing art style, and a simple story. A changing art style sounds bad for anything. <laughs> Like, yeah, combine that with a simple story and a static sound, a static soundscape. I'm not sure about any of this. I, also, isometric either. shooter also sounds really weird. It really does. There's nothing about this that sounds mildly okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm all out on that one. All right. Oh, here's a different shooter that I think we can get behind. This one we'll name and then we'll move on to okay. my next proc jam jam game this is a first person shooter with ethereal bullet mechanics Ooh. an artistic point of view and dynamic characters Ooh, i love me some dynamic characters yeah so the i think the criticism of a lot of first person shooters now is that like there's no story there's no like finesse it's all just like uh a big brown and gray world and everyone's shooting at each other right so this would really be something ethereal bullet mechanics <laughs> yeah. and artistic point of view and dynamic characters. <laughs> yeah. Ethereal bullet mechanics though. What do you like what did what do you what was that what would that look like to you? I'm thinking you remember that movie in like the mid 2000s where like they could curve the bullets? Um maybe not. I don't know sure. who was in it or what it was about, but it was no, this movie was apparently called Wanted. Oh, wait, I've, I've seen that movie. Definitely fell asleep halfway through, but I definitely so have watched it. to you, it that. was unwanted? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was Angelina Jolie, and, and she could James curve McAvoy. the bullets. yeah. Uh, that, as a game, <laughs> okay. with an artistic point of view and dynamic characters. Sure. Sounds, I mean, yeah, I've got to say, I wouldn't want to play a game of that movie, but... <laughs> Yeah, I think it's ironic that that movie is called Wanted, but it wasn't especially wanted. But then we <laughs> describe this game and it sounds highly wanted. True. So maybe this would be called like Wanted, but actually. <laughs> wanted actually. <laughs> yeah, it's a crossover game. Yeah. Next up, I have a Twitter bot that was made for Proc Jam. This Twitter bot is called Procedural Dynasties and Ooh. it was made by Campo Del Padre. You can find it at twitter.com slash dynastiesbot. What it does is makes a family tree with oh. like names and years. And it just makes a randomly shaped, uh, random yeared family tree. So sometimes it looks like an actual family tree and sometimes it doesn't make any sense. This is this sounds right up my alley. I got to look at it <laughs> right this moment. All right. So I'm looking at a family tree. Uh, the first generation is... Dianaria the first and Canis the first. They had one child, Polycletos the first, 
who, along with Demophile the first, had one child, Mansueta the first, who married Ingvinus in Ingenvius, Ingenvinus the first. These are fake names, but I really want to pronounce them right. And yeah, all the years like mostly check out where people of the same generation have similar birth and death years. So something like that, pretty good dynasty. Uh, one that it tweeted just recently. It's just two names. It's Asapoterus the first and Phoebe the first, who are apparently married but do not have any children. I love this. This is a really, really cool idea. Yeah. And then I saw uh, some really messy dynasties earlier. Let me find a good example of that. Oh, uh, yeah. Here's one. Uh, so the top, the, the highest generation here is Thelma the first, Ixcanius the first, and Agathenica the first, <laughs> who seem to be all married together. Oh, beautiful. Uh, Thelma and Isicanius have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven children, including Amalthea II, Legros I, Roxanne II, <laughs> Amphinestus I, Timo I, Xena I, and Augusta I. <laughs> and one quirk about all of their seven children is that Am- Amathena II and Legros I are married. They don't oh, have any children, though. Good, good, good. Do you have yeah. any idea where these names are coming from? Um... I would guess a neural network that is trained on like a bunch of dynastic names, but I think there was a GitHub for this, so I'm going to look into it if I can find anything. I cannot find anything. (laughs) (laughs) Just curious. And finally, a little game, or I guess a little simulation of the universe called Causality, So, described as an in-development experiment about generating a history with causes and consequences. This is made by Owly Code, and you can find it at itchy.io slash causality. And you just get one line at a time that is, like, historical events in your universe. So, first line, now the universe is born. Now the universe is born is a billion years ago, and now is the galaxy is formed. Next, the protoplanet formed. Next, a massive impact occurred with a protoplanet ejecting matter into outer space. The ejected matter slowly aggregated to form two moons. The first moon is green. The second moon is orange. (laughs) Cute. Next, the planet slowly cools into a small telluric world. What once was huge lakes of lava is now a dark solid crust. It is covered with 77% water with a thin atmosphere, mainly constituted of helium, with some other rare gases. An alien ship deposited some bacteria. The day ostrich, a big (laughs) flying life form, appeared. It is notable for... So the the creator of this is French, and he says he hasn't worked on English check yet. Okay. But I see the word envelope in here a lot, and it definitely means body, so I'm going to say body when it says envelope. The day ostrich, a big flying life form, appeared. It is notable for its big hairy body with a mostly diurnal activity. (laughs) The fluffy sky king appeared. A huge flying life form. It's notable for its feathery body with a mostly diurnal activity. Fluffy sky king. The spicy ant. (laughs) A, a tiny walking life form appeared. Spicy is ant is going to be its... our next uh, segment on this show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's notable for its scaly body with mostly nocturnal activity. The skinny shark, a medium-sized <laughs> swimming life form appeared. 
It's notable for its bald body with mostly diurnal activity. I I don't want to... There's two things here that I wouldn't want to see. A, a skinny shark, and B, a non-bald shark. I don't want to see a hairy (laughs) shark ever. What about a balding shark with like the male pattern baldness horseshoe? (laughs) I think that's actually worse. The sun monster, a huge swimming life form appeared. It's notable for its feathery body (laughs) with mostly diurnal activity. (laughs) This is so good. Oh, the next one is not an animal appearing. This is a sentient species emerged from the wild. They are reptiles of approximately 1.9 meters as adults. Lizard people. Uh, their tribes are scattered across the forest, which is their favorite habitat. They tend to view religion in a zealous way and to solve conflicts in a warmongering manner. They are notable for their strength. Sounds like some very terrifying lizard people. A new civilization, the Vazijo Collective, appeared. After long travel, they established their capital city in the desert. In the desert? Interesting choice, yeah, in guys. <laughs> This, so this is as far as I've gotten. Anything now is new to me. The alien ship came back and harvested the planet. Oh, this is so cool. Oh, nothing more to see. Oh. Click here to restart. That's okay. the end. That's where we are today. I don't know how things can develop differently in this, but I'm definitely interested in clicking through and first just seeing more weird animals, but then also <laughs> seeing more outcomes. Yeah. Because I'm sure you can get like warring civilizations or like species. Yeah. I ha- earlier I had a, a, an asteroid impact and a species went extinct on my planet. Oh goodness, that's a really really cool thing. So how does that, does that function as like an app on the browser or is it like a, a Twitter? Yeah, bot that's or... in browser. Okay, that's cool. I don't know how it would be a Twitter bot. I don't know why I asked that, but um, that's <laughs> yeah, that, that's a really really cool uh, thing. Do you know where the do you, do you know where like any of that stuff is coming from? Is there any information on that, like the source for the content? In a word. No. <laughs> okay, that's it's fine. I I had trouble finding some stuff like that too. So I like I just wanted to see if there was any kind of like this is where all this stuff is coming from. But yeah, I don't know if it's uh, our lack of being able to find it or the creator's deliberate choice. But yeah, a lot of the Proc Jam stuff is a bit of a black box. Sure. Yeah. It's, it's hard to know exactly uh, how you get your outputs, but. It's it's sure. fun. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, and, and uh there is so many uh, uh there's so many other entries and a lot of them are very like visual based, so they're not so uh suited to talk about and explain to their full potential on the podcast, but it seems like there's a lot of really really cool like beautiful and visually interesting games and tools that you could check out on Proc Jam. Um Uh, For sure. A lot of these games, too, uh, it varies between being like almost a little like art installment kind of thing versus the the sorts of things uh, like visual equivalents to the sorts of things I just highlighted versus actual like completely different games that are the sort of games you would expect to see not at a procedural generation jam, just the kind of game you would expect to see on Steam or something. Yeah, it's a lot of really talented people that uh, that uh, that submit stuff to Proc Jam, and I am going to as long as you are done with the zesty hat and you're taking it off and putting it down. Yeah, I'm going to put this hat back into the the Proc Jam fridge so we can <laughs> take it out 
twice a year or more. <laughs> so then I'm going to move on to um, my trashy toy, which last time we we did the Proc Jam stuff, there, there were, it seemed like there were more kind of like text-based uh, tools that people had made. And there weren't quite as many this year, not to say that that's a bad thing. There's some really, really uh, insanely beautiful things that people have made. But um I have found one thing that is actually a Twitter bot. So this um this this uh this trashy toy is actually Allison's uh, Twitter bot corner in disguise, but um the mm-hmm. bot is so it is Liar's Dictionary of New English Words. Um Liar is spelled L Y R E like the instrument. Um, okay. And it is on Twitter at uh, Liar's Dictionary. And what it is is it generates new English words that do not exist, and then gives them a um, gives them a definition. Quick question: Is this the same Liar's? Is this the same thing that we uh, highlighted on our Summer Jam episode? Dictionary of Forgotten Meaning, isn't that the thing that you used? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I it is kind of similar to the thing that you talked about on the Summer Jam episode, which was the dictionary of forgotten meaning. Um and this is probably very similar to that thing. Um and I also, as I was saying, tried to find some information about how to uh how this thing is made and I it is there. Like there's a GitHub page. I just like don't have the knowledge of how GitHub works at all to understand what I was looking for or looking at. Like, I think, you know, all of the, like, source code is there, but that means literally nothing to me. Um, But what I thought I would do is give you some of these words in a spelling bee format, which is something that we have done before. You you, uh, gave me, I think, a neural network spelling bee um, before, but I'm going to turn the table on you and make you spell some new made-up words from liar's dictionary very very good the second annual scripts national spelling bee yeah yeah so uh, are you ready contestant oh oh i am and what what details does uh this dictionary give about the word it it does give part of speech and brief definition but if you ask me other questions i'll try to answer them to the best of my improbability (laughs) perfect perfect your first word is Verivorify. Verify. Wow. I think uh, I've seen no, that no, one on I'm Tumblr. sorry. It's verivorify. Verivorify. Yes, correct. Can I verify that it's verivorify? It is. It's verified. Verivorify. All right. Can I get a part of speech? It is a verb. All right. That's what I expected. Yeah. Can I get a definition? <laughs> definition to make into one who eats man. Whoa. Wait. That's <laughs> what I. That's almost what I would have guessed. Can you use it in a sentence for me, please? <laughs> of course I can. I'm I'm a I'm the leader of a cannibal crime ring. I kidnap people and verivorify them. Wow, I didn't even ask you to use it in a short vignette. That was awesome. <laughs> That's how my spelling bee goes. <laughs> uh, can you use it in an emotionally impactful narrative? Oof, uh, give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> All right, verivorify. V-E-R-I-V-O-R-I-F-Y, verivorify. 
I'm sorry you had it wrong. It is V-I-R-I-V-O-R-I-F-Y. V-I-R-I-V-O-R-I-F-Y, to make a man eat a man. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Yes. Should have asked for language of origin. (laughs) Which I would have definitely known. Um, But yeah, it seems like these definitely, like, the, um, I think they are being made out of, like, actual, um, like root words and different uh, different parts of existing words, which is kind of cool because it then like generates this description out or this this definition. And um, I really wish I understood how it worked at all. Um, yeah, this is excellent. I'm a big fan of this. Yeah. All right. Are you ready for your next word? Please. If uh, if it sounds some like something I would know, I'll even guess the definition. All right. I, 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 this is not going to be your word, but how about Portable, definition, able to be carried. (laughs) I think I do. I think I have heard this word before. (laughs) This is somewhat similar to the the first Scripps National Spelling Bee, where sometimes it was just like, your word is A. (laughs) Yeah. How about predendable? Predendable? Predendable. I'm going to need a definition. The definition is able to be grasped. Oh, I mean, I don't really need a part of speech now because I I understand that part. <laughs> Pretendable. Use in a sentence for me, please. Um, see that mug over there? I just love how pretendable it is. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All my sentences are very conversational. There's a lot of uh, character in them. I do a lot of character work before I say each sentence. <laughs> Hey, Jack, my associate in the uh, cannibal mafia that I'm a part of. Do you see that mug over there? It's filled with human blood, but I love how pretendable it is. Can I get a pretendable noun from the crowd? (laughs) Uh, I'm going to say pretendable. P-R-O-D-E-N-D-A-B-L-E. Pretendable. (sighs) I'm sorry, but you had that one wrong as well. It's P-R-E-D-E-N-D-I-B-L-E. You were very close. Predendable. Okay. Okay. Your next word, laurel or laurel. Is I was about to say, is this uh, someone who just ate a laurel? (laughs) Um, No. (laughs) Can you give me a definition? Definition? Of or relating to out of pain. Oh, okay. Um, could you use it in a sentence, please? <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, hold on a second. Of or relating to out of pain? I think it means like out of pain as in like a whimper would be like a noise made out ah, of pain. Ah, okay. Okay. I was looking at it as like the like you are no longer <laughs> in pain. Um, yeah. Okay, you're you're right. Um, <laughs> hey, I'm Jack, the cannibal ring master. Um, I just love it when people make those laurel sounds. I'm the worst. <laughs> Thanks, Jack. You're welcome. laurel E D L U R A L. laurel I'm sorry, the word is spelled E-D-O-L-O-R-A-L. Hmm, just can't win. <laughs> let me let me give you one that I think you might not have so much trouble with. How about nudization? Nudization. Is that you like to guess the definition? Nude. 
Um, somewhat, yeah. The act of making naked. Making wow, naked can Jack by give me a sentence? <laughs> oh, no. I don't want him to. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I hate Jack now. I might have to switch, uh, switch characters. I'm a little bit afraid of Jack. <laughs> I'm afraid of this man I've created. <laughs> They're all direct quotes so they uh, so that you know it's Jack. He kind of starts every sentence with, "Hey, it's me, Jack, the the ring of the the head of the the cannibalistic ring." Um I like to imagine these as like the 15 second like the more you know inserts on TV. <laughs> yeah. Um I I'm I'm looking for some for, for some new recruits for the uh the nudization fa- uh, sector of of our factory. <laughs> Cannibal factory? <laughs> Okay, nudization, N U D I Z A T I O N, nudization. You got it, dude. The British spelling actually has an S instead of a Z. Yeah, yeah. You you have got your first word. Good for you. Night, baby's first word, nudization. <laughs> I hope it's probably Jack's baby's first word. Yeah. <laughs> okay. How about? Piscicide. Oh, is this killing a fish? It is the act of killing a fish. Can Jack give me a sentence? Um, hey, I'm Jack, the leader of the uh, the leader of the the cannibal ring. Uh, I started my days as a as a sociopath with some mild piscicide, but then I I quickly moved on to bigger fish to fry. <laughs> bigger, more human like fish. Yeah. Dolphins. <laughs> Man, I really didn't know what you said. I started my days if it was going to be like the beginning of my history or like my daily routine normally involves <laughs> some light piscicide in the morning to get me warmed up for the day. I mean, probably. All right. Uh, piscicide. P-I-S-C-I-D-E. Piscicide. Wait, can you can you re-say that one more time? Piscicide. P-I-S-C-I-C-I-D-E. Okay. You have that correct. I, I at first didn't hear the middle I, but you did in fact mm. say the middle I. Well, you're gonna go back and hear that I did not, but I, I realized that I should did. have. <laughs> <laughs> Weird right. connection issue there, but I yeah. spelled that word right. <laughs> Alright, your next word. Brevifactor. A part of something being short. So it is. Do you want the the definition? Yeah, yeah. I need an official request for the definition. This is a very. uh, There's a lot of pomp and circumstance in the spelling bee, as you know. Um, The it's it's one who makes short. Okay. All right, Jack. Could you tell me about the brevifactor of your society? Why have I done this? Hey, it's me, Jack. Uh, it's me, Jack, again. Um, and we are at the here at the Cannibal Factory. The the we're we've been uh we've been looking for some new recruits uh for the the nudization sector, but also the we've been looking for a nice good brevifactor. They're hard to find in this economy. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> Implying that all brevifactors now are gainfully employed. Thanks, Obama, for. <laughs> Fixing up the economy. <laughs> All right. Uh, interesting. <laughs> interesting liberal political point from Jack, the leader of the cannibal ring. Brevifactor. 
B-R-E-V-I-F-A-C-T-O-R. Brevifactor. You have got it. Nice. I was stuck between E or I after the V, but I've done it. the right thing, son. All right. Thanks, Dad. Your next word. (laughs) You're welcome, Jack. You were Jack all along. This is a look into your dark future. Um... All right. I'm Rod Serling. Good night, everyone. <laughs> Your next word is panis. 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 Okay. Would you like to Hi, take a I'm guess? I'm Jack. One of my favorite parts when I'm eating a person is the panis. <laughs> Would you like to take a guess at the uh, definition? You might, if you think about it, you might be able to get it. Panis? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and no, I, I... You see, I could guess the definition, but first I would want to ask how is this word spelled? It's all part of a big puzzle. <laughs> so I'm going to actually ask you for the definition since all it's right. my job to spell it. <laughs> all right. Uh, full of bread. Ah, panis. Got it. Uh, J- Jack, could you tell me a story about a panis encounter you had? Um, we, uh, hey, hey, it's me, Jack, again. Uh, sorry to bother you. Uh, we, um, <laughs> just had another message for you. Uh, we here at the Cannibal Factory, we really, um, we look for all types of people as, you know, recruits and products, but we were really putting out a search for those, those really, really panis folk. They're just, mm, chef kiss. It's just... Top notch. Yeah, imagine for I imagine for a cannibal, a panis person would be like a turkey with stuffing, where like the bread's already in there. Oh yeah, you're telling me. Hi, it's still me, Jack. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! I like Jack by request, not here all the time. That makes all right. It I'll weird. step back for a second. <laughs> all right, is Allison back? Yeah. Hi. Hey. Whoa. Okay. Cool. I can tell by your voice that it's <laughs> Did you I again. Just black out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> panis. P A N O U S. Panis. You've got it. You've done Hell it, boy. Oh yeah, panis. I'm I'm hoping to get pretty panis tonight. Uh, you know what? I had toast for breakfast. I'm already pretty panis. <laughs> oh, oh, I like this one. How about? <laughs> I don't know what Jack's gonna do with this one. How about ovify or ovify? To make into an egg. You'd think it's actually to make into a sheep. Oh, whoa! Was not ready for that. Ovify. Mm-hmm. Wow. Weird. Um, can I get someone other than Jack to give me a second? Oh, please. Um, <laughs> hey, it's me, Jake. I'm Jack's brother. I, I don't get what he's doing over there at the cannibal farm, but I, I you know, I we, we come from a family of farmers, and uh, I don't really think people are for eating. What I do, what I do do with people is I like to <laughs> ovify them. Much more normal. I'd I'm not say, sure right? if that makes him a furry or like a <laughs> he like is a weird doctor that like turns people into sheep. <laughs> I'm I'm thinking it's like he's using it like one would use the word objectify. Like he <laughs> treats a person like he would treat a sheep. You'll have to find out All more right. later. I probably won't. Uh, ovify. O v i f y. Ovify. You are correct. <laughs> Oh wait. Okay. <laughs> um how about you here here's your next word. Corporivore. 
<laughs> is that one who eats bodies? You said it word for word. Okay. Um, can I who get you... <laughs> Jake to describe to me? <laughs> of course. To use corpora of war in a sentence? Of course. Hey there, it's me, Jake. Uh, you know, I've been I've been hearing about the stuff that my fr- my friend my friend and brother Jack is doing over there at the cannibal farm, and you know I don't like to speak ill of of my brother and friend, but he's just he's such a corporivore. Oh man, I really like the quirk of Jake that he, unlike Jack, refers to it as the cannibal farm because he's still in touch with his farmer roots. Yeah. Where Jack only calls it a ring or a factory. <laughs> so there's like some social commentary in there. Yeah. And I think yeah. the fact that Jake, that Jack is pro Obama's social commentary too. <laughs> this is real weird. Can we not release this on the day of the midterm elections? Oh God. People are going to be like, hmm, the liberals are cannibals. <laughs> Please listen to this podcast after you've already voted, everybody. (laughs) It's good to put that warning in the middle. (laughs) I'll edit it so that it's in front and that's not jarring at all. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds like we're just going to shit talk one candidate or the other. Hopefully Jack or Jake are not running, especially not against each other. I'm slipping into Jake here. (laughs) Getting a little too deep. Watch out, he's going to overfire you. (laughs) <laughs> All right, how about we do just a couple more and then end this uh, this character hell? Wait, corporivore, C-O-R-P-I-V-O-R-E, corporivore. You're, you're correct. I always, sometimes I just forget that we're not just playing random improv games. <laughs> well, you are, there's nothing to forget because that is what we're doing. Well, true. Um. Okay, this is interesting. The word is resist. Oh, can you give me a definition? To make stand again. Oh. <laughs> That's what that was my question. Resist. No wait. <laughs> Jack. Oh. Give me the definition. Yeah, use resist in a sentence. Alright. Uh <laughs> Hey there, it's it's me, Jack. Uh I realize at some point Jack actually kind of became Jack Nicholson a little bit. Not that I can do a Jack Nicholson impression, but I think that's kind of where he's coming from for me. Anyway, it's me, Jack. I can see it, yeah. Um, we uh, we here at the, at the Cannibal Factory uh, in the big city, far away from <laughs> my hometown. We coastal elites at the Cannibal Factory. <laughs> We do, you know, I think, you know, we probably get a bad name for for what we do over here, but we honor, we honor the dead and we do, in fact, make sure that their, that their bodies are as, uh, you know, when, when their, uh, when their loved ones come looking for them, we kind of like resist them so that it looks like they're still, (laughs) they're still. Yeah, I believe that, that when their loved ones come around, you resist. We, we we make them we make them look like they're uh like they're like they're all good you know upright man this just seems TV. like Jack doesn't know what resist means which <laughs> actually checks out given his passion um yeah resist r e s i s t resist correct all right here here's Very one more strange we'll do we'll do two more uh all right please how about this one super comediator oh wow. I feel like that's what we are. I think it is. Maybe not by the definition. Do you want the definition? Sure, yeah. One who causes to be above comedy. <laughs> I would say that we are at very least beside comedy. <laughs> at the very least. 
if we are not with we're probably not within comedy but comedy adjacent mm. is what i would call this podcast yeah comedy assisted <laughs> um comedy assisted computers <laughs> oh man that's a good idea <laughs> i don't really even know how that works but um i'm gonna ask jake for super comediator or super comediate sounds like a very jake word to say um and that's what i was thinking Hey there, it's me, Jake, on the farm. Oh, I just got in from taking in the cows. Uh, we, uh, and the sheep. Uh, we, um... When you say taking in, uh, never mind. <laughs> um, you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, I just, I got some, I got some wind of what my brother Jack's doing out there in the big city, and I just remember when he, when he went out there, uh, when, when he went out there to do, to do stand-up comedy, he just really, he was such a, you know, I don't like to speak badly of my brother and my friend, but he is just, <laughs> he was such a super comediator. He just really thought he was above it all. All right. <laughs> um, super comediator, S-U-P-E-R-C-O-M-E-D. I A T E O R. Super comediator. I'm sorry, it's T I O R. Oh fuck. <laughs> that was many a hard places one. that could have gone wrong. Alright, and I'm gonna give you your last word. Oh, there's actually two really good ones that kind of go hand in hand. Um, but I really want you to oh, do please, this. Please just give them both. Alright. Well then I'll do the I'll do this one first. Phantasmize. 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 All right. Give me a definition. To make into a ghost. Oh, Jack, please. <laughs> hey, it's me, Jack, here at the here at the factory. Um, we really, like I was telling you, we really, we do honor the dead and believe that everybody has a spirit that lives on after they've gone. So we really look at what we're doing here as, uh, we, we really look at ourselves as phantasmizers, wouldn't you say? Well, that's not really the word that you were supposed to use in a sentence. No, that's a but form you know, it. it's a it is a form of it. I think all words are one, wouldn't you say? <laughs> oh, I really don't like the new quirk of saying things that aren't true and then saying, <laughs> "Wouldn't you say?" What can I say? I'm uh, a politician. Wouldn't you say? <laughs> wouldn't you say? All right, phantasmize. P H A N T O M. I-S-I-Z-E, phantasmize. You almost had it, but it is P-H-A-N-T-A-S-M-I-Z-E. Mm, yeah, I should have known that. That was a just a poor mistake on my part. All right, and the last word, very similar to the last one, but different, all the same. All words are one, as Jack would say. <laughs> Wouldn't you say? Imphantasmatable. Let me say that better. Hold on. Infantasmatable. Infantas. Oh, infanta. Infant. Infantasmatable. Infantas. Yeah, okay. Does that mean unable to be made into a ghost? It means able to be caused in. <laughs> oh, God, it's so bad. Able to be caused to be in a ghost. <laughs> oh. Uh, Jack, please give me a. A sentence using that word. <laughs> uh, hey, it's me, Jack, from the factory. I'm, I'm, I'm really glad to be showing you around this place. Isn't it just lovely? Wouldn't you say? Um, is um, we yeah. So as we as we wrap up our tour of the cannibal factory here in the big city, the big big 
Apple Eastern City. We, I just, I'll leave you with one, with one phrase. Everybody is infantasmatable, wouldn't you say? Thanks, Jack. You're welcome. I hate you. Oh, that's not so nice. Uh, <laughs> infantasmatable. I am P-H-A-N-T-A-M-A-Z-A-B-L-E. You, Infantasmatable. You were on a good track, um, but did not I get it right. I put too many A's in there. And a Z. I am mm. P-H-A-N-T-A-S-M-A-T-I-B-L-E. Those were some tricky syllables. Yeah, that was a lot, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's put Jack and Jake to bed forever. And that sounds like we're tucking up. them in. Um, I don't even want to. To I, I wouldn't go near a bed they were laying in. Maybe Jake. He seems okay. <laughs> One bed that they were laying in together. I mean, I mean, they did as a child. They did share a bed. They they grew up very poor, which I can think. I think you can imagine, and I think it had a great effect on on both of where they ended up. So. You know. Yeah, I think it was a pretty great effect, too. <laughs> Wouldn't you say? <laughs> Wouldn't you say? Um, all right, that was awful. Uh, only Wow, that's of... two new D&D characters for us. <laughs> we need to make Chief host one, and me and you just be Jack and Jake and confuse the hell out of her. Would you take Jack or Jake? I'll take whichever you want me to be. <sighs> I I don't I don't know. I really really hate inhabiting Jack. I think he, I think you would probably do too well at inhabiting Jack. Maybe no offense. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I would take Jack too far. You establish the character of Jack. I don't know. We'll have to talk we'll about talk this about later. <laughs> later. Um, if we ever play that D and D game, we'll make sure we we record it for you because I'm sure you're clamoring <laughs> to hear more of Jack and Jake. Anyway. We're done. Um, <laughs> this has been from uh, words from Liars Dictionary at Liars Dictionary on Twitter. Liar spelled L-Y-R-E. So definitely check that out. It was a cool Twitter bot made for um, made for Proc Jam. And if you can figure out if you if you feel like going through the GitHub and telling me how it was made, I'd very much appreciate that. Yeah, that was a uh, that was some great content from Proc Jam 2018. You can check out all of the creators that we mentioned. You can check out the Itchio that we made that that we made <laughs> that we did not make that we mentioned as well. And you can go to ProcJam.com. And of course, uh, Proc Jam is brought on by. A whole bunch of great people, yeah. including hundreds of creators and a bunch of organizers like Mike Cook, Azalea Rad, Jupiter Hadley, Dan Sullivan, Lada, Joseph Brown, and Rachel Huang. And you can find all of their social media at procjam.com. And you can basically see the whole uh, proceedings of this year's Proc Jam all over there. Yeah. So thank you guys so much for putting all that together. Um, and so if you would like, if you would like to email us and request that Jack and Jake die forever, um, you can email us that at robots at batcamp.org. You can tweet at us at robot typewriter, or we are on Facebook at facebook.com slash robots on typewriters. I'm pretty sure. Um, and we live on a website called Batcamp. That's Batcamp.org. And Batcamp is across uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Batcamp site. And our theme song is Video Challenge by Anamanaguchi. And would you please give us a closing word 
Yes, I would. Ooh, I really like this one. It's just nice. Um, I'm going to say it. Cantative. And the definition is an, it's an adjective. And the definition is given to singing. Ah, you're a pretty cantative person. Wow, thank you, wouldn't you say? That was Jack. He's, he's a good singer, too. <laughs> I, I don't like the way Jack says, wow, thank you, then. <laughs> That's a weird, a weird other part of his personality. Okay, <laughs> they're, they're gone forever until we play D&D with them. BPNX boop. Don't forget to vote, wouldn't you say? Oh, sorry. You are correct. Nice. Paper towel disaster for a second. Paper towel disaster would be a really good band name. It would. <laughs>